Yo, monkeys, it's me, DPP, the king of Adabinga, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the SNS network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash is listening on the FNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is our break kid, Sean Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya! And I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kadarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host, the outlaw of the IWC. Don't piss me off. The Trey Dog. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. I am the trade dog. It is TNA Chat Live. I am the outlaw of the IWC. Popping the top of a cold, refreshing drink as we settle in for the next hour to cover what is total nonstop action wrestling. Another very interesting edition of Impact this week. Uh, the Aces and Eights making their presence felt again as they take out Hogan and take out Sting in a dual fashion, back-to-back at the end of the show. The group has gotten bigger. It's NWO-like already. (laughs) By next week, there'll be 27 aces and eights, if they continue to grow at this pace. No, there were four the first week, six this week, I'm told. So hopefully we will uh, get more information on the aces and eights as it becomes available. A lot of people in the chat room speculating. I have my theory. My theory has changed a little bit. It has grown over the last couple days, um, especially after tonight. I think that, well, I know. I I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I'm pretty confident in the fact that Jeff Jarrett is behind this. I'm not 100% sure he's one of the guys you've seen on TV attacking Sting and Hogan. But I'm pretty sure that the group is led by Jeff Jarrett. And the reason I say that is a lot of people forget, yeah, Sting did get the Hall of Fame nod as the first inductee. And that that itself 
if I'm Jeff Jarrett or anybody with the last name of Jarrett, that in itself would piss me off enough to want to take Sting out, number one. Number two, let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that it was Sting's basically first order of business as general manager when Dixie handed him the reins to the show that he didn't suspend, he didn't put him on timeout, he fired Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett and made them leave the building. Um, to which they haven't been heard from or talked about really since. I also find it awfully ironic that just about the time the Aces and Eights tweet something on Twitter, so does Jeff Jarrett. And then tonight, Devon and and Garrett Bischoff offered their services to Hogan and Sting, but then when they needed them, where were they? Now, I'm not going to say they're involved. Maybe they went home and thought that they weren't needed, so they took the night off. I'm not going to throw out the possibility that, that Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff are working together. I also wonder where's Gunner? I think Gunner is one of the aces and eights. I think Bischoff and Jarrett are working together now. They've put this group together. And we'll take more of your phone calls and thoughts on this subject later on in the program. Get in, get out. I want to get as many people in as we can. I generally won't go as long with an interview as I did this time. I apologize. But we do have a guest on the show this evening. I wanted to have a guest for you last week, and it didn't work out. This week, we were fortunate enough to uh, get a guest. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, our first guest ever on TNA Chat Live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining me at this time for the first time, actually, which is really odd because I've interviewed everybody at TNA from Jeff Jarrett to the janitor almost, and somehow this man has slipped through the cracks, but we finally got him to sit down and give us some time. You know, I big fan of this guy's work. I told you last week on the show that uh, one of my most embarrassing moments was actually meeting this man, but uh, he is an a three-time NWA Texas heavyweight champion. He is a extreme Texas wrestling heavyweight champion, North American wrestling heavyweight champion, and a four-time, four-time, four-time TNA World Tag Team champion. We're talking with Hernandez. Supermax, how are you, buddy? Doing great, man. Got my little NCAA 13. Chilling all day, man. Now, what team are you playing with? Uh, to get better, I like to start with the crappy teams and work my way up. Right now, I'm playing with Texas State. Texas State, the armadillos with... Uh, <laughs> I'm just sorry about it. No. With Sinbad um, and all them? No, this used to be Southwest Texas State. It was just their first year moving up to uh, Division One. Ah, okay. Yeah, I really, you know, somebody said to me yesterday, I told him I bought it, I went and got it at midnight last night, and somebody that knows me said, uh, you know, why bother? It's going to be the same as last year's. And I said, no. I said, I think it's going to be better. And I said, the, the main reason for me is I want to see how they how they do the Big 12 because I'm a Big 12 OU fan, and, you know, the Big 12 ain't what it used to be. Exactly. I mean, we're putting in there, they're going to be the SEC. They're going to get pounded. Oh, yeah. But, you know, A&M has always been that team, even when they were in the Big 12 and they weren't that good. They still somehow beat Oklahoma. You know, they will always sneak up and get you when you least expect it. So they could be one of those teams that surprise you. You never know. Yeah, I mean, when they play Oklahoma, I mean, when everyone counts them out, someone ends up having the game of their life, and then every A&M alumni links you know, A&M's back to the promised land and only to be disappointed <laughs> again and again and again. And again, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. So let me know, are you are you back in TNA now? I know we saw you here recently. Uh, are you back with the company or what, what's the story now? Yes, yes. Um, 
was on a little hiatus. I uh, just recently, last month, uh, we signed for another contract. And uh, I was on, I was in June, like a pay-per-view and a little one there. And I should be starting back up by the next week or two. With the hopefully, you know, a better thing. You know how it is with, with only one show with two hours. And you got 50, 60 guys. It's very hard for, I guess, Crib to try to rotate everyone all in. So we'll see what happens. Well, and that kind of alludes to one of my my listener questions. Um, let's let's see if so I can give credit to the person. Um, I, I don't remember who it was, but they they wanted to know your thoughts on professional wrestling going three hours. Um, you know, TNA was approached by Spike to go three hours and turned it down. You know, you talk about Raw doing it. Well, WWE has several programs a week. They didn't really need to do that. TNA only has the one big show. Do you think they would have benefited from a third hour? Um, I would think maybe maybe not a third hour per se. Maybe another maybe another hour you know, later on in the week or something. I mean, three hours is stiff, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you we've all watched the Monday Night Wars with WCW and WWE. And watching the, when they both went to three hours head to head, I mean that was, to me that was stiff, man. I mean I can I love wrestling as much as the next person, but I mean, you know, that much program at one time is rough on the wrestlers, rough on creative, rough on everybody. It's rough on the and viewers well, because it's on, on the, it, on the it, viewers, exactly. It's it's hard to set. It's hard for me to set in one spot for three hours doing anything unless it's at a ball game or a live event. I agree. Well, I've been watching this new, um, I've turned to recently a, a reality show junkie. I watch uh, this new show, uh, Hardcore Pond. Yeah. And <laughs> that show, I I can't stop watching. I mean, they're doing, they're doing a marathon tonight. I've been watching it. <laughs> I uh, I got into the uh, not not hardcore pawn so much, but like uh, the the storage wars and the pickers where they go out, and they find oh, yeah. junk, and then they turn it into to profit. Those shows are uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, have you got into Swamp People yet? Uh, I haven't done Swamp People. No, I haven't done that one. <laughs> oh, uh, the Louisiana boys are crazy. Too. You know, alligator alligator hunting. I mean. On purpose. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not going to go out and jump out of a perfectly good boat to get in the water with an alligator. Yeah, and hopefully you can shoot him with a twenty-two. You know, I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous. And hope you shoot him in a place that kills him because a twenty-two to some alligators is like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of those. I mean, some of those alligators are pulling in are four, five, six hundred pounds. It'd be like throwing a BB at you. Nah, nah, I'm. I'm <laughs> You know, maybe when you first met me when I was, you know, between 295 to 305, yeah, but now uh, I've, been, I've been doing a lot of cardio. I'm down about 235. Now, is there a reason for you uh, dropping so much weight or, or a goal? Oh, no, it's just very simple. I mean, when I, uh, I was in Mexico for a year in, um, in 2010, TNA loaned me to AAA, and um, for the first couple months, you know, I was doing all these crazy moves like I always do, and I was in Harley, well, Harley in the magazines. And finally, I talked to some of those guys down there, and they said, you know, it's the, the physique, you know. So I dropped 20 pounds real quick, and all of a sudden, I was in every magazine. <laughs> so, Wow. <laughs> I wish I wish someone would 10 years ago when I was first starting out, you know. <laughs> I've always thought you had a perfect build for the business. So, I mean, coming from me, I'm, you know, I... I I always thought, you know, and you know, you live by that 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 thought that you're trained by Vince McMahon to think that every big man or every wrestler should be a big man. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I was, you know, honestly, I went from a forty waist to a thirty-three and a half now. How now? How did you How did you drop so much weight? What was your regime? What was your routine? It's strictly diet and you know, no ass. I alternate uh, that door gym you see on the TV, like the Tower 200. Yeah. And uh, P90X. P90X. Man, I, I, I've got that. I just haven't had the balls to start it yet. <laughs> I'll be well, serious. You know, I just haven't had the balls to start it because I'm afraid. Well, I mean, just I would just take one DVD and just go for it one at a time. I mean, 
some of those are like the, the, the second one is uh, uh, pyrometrics, and that's like death. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that one for you know beginners at all. I've got that. I've also got the insanity workout, and I haven't tried it yet either. I just picked it up this weekend. I'm you know I'm I, you know seeing the the infomercial. I'm a little bit scared, but you know I thought you know I, I completed the PWX. Let's try this. You know when I think of, when I think of Hernandez, I'm doing the finger quotation Supermax working out. I just don't see you at home doing this. <laughs> Well, you're not the first nor the last person to say that. I mean, you know, I mean, I, before I got into wrestling, I was doing a uh, powerlifting, you know, and actually my daughter, uh, she graduated high school and she was she won the state championship in powerlifting as well. She's a 500 wow. pound squatter. Wow. You know, so I mean, uh, yeah. And you know, for people to think, you know, see me do PNDX and actually do yoga, it's pretty pretty comical to them, you know. I, you know, after seeing DDP on TV this week, back on Raw, I don't know if you caught that or not, but he, he looks like he can still go thanks to that DDP oh. yoga. Well, I, I don't, I'm not, to be honest, I don't watch wrestling that much. Uh, we have kids, and I'm working on a, uh, with a with supplement line with, with, with my, the guy who sponsored me for uh, nutrition and supplements, you know, work on a TV show, a TV, uh, I'm sorry, a workout show. Right. And I'm then and beginning of September we'll have I'll have a supplement pack, you know, they you know, Hernandez supplement pack. So that's what I've spent all my free time on lately. Well, as soon as you get that out to where it's open to the public, I want to put it on our website and promote it and I want to get on it myself. Well, it will, well the actual the product it will be out will be it's also on the you know, supplements dot com they have um the, the website will be ready Monday morning. Well, we'll get together and figure something out. So I want to make sure and help you promote that. I appreciate it, man. Uh, let's talk a little bit of wrestling here. I'll go ahead and unveil my embarrassing moment that I teased to the audience last week. Reset your clocks to Bound for Glory in Detroit. Now, granted, I had been in the bar. This is the night before the pay-per-view, kids. I had been in the bar since the plane landed. Like, I hadn't even been up to my room. They took my luggage to my room for me, and I just went straight to the bar. Uh, I know that's hard for you listeners of mine to, to, to realize. Um, but as soon as I walked in, I sat down with uh, Jim Cornette and uh, uh, Father Jim Mitchell, who recognized me and waved me over. And I, I Cornette was talking to somebody else, and I was talking to Jim Mitchell, and Cornette gave me the, who the fuck are you? And I said, I'm, I said, I'm, I said, I'm nobody, sir. I said, uh, I'm just here talking to Mr. Mitchell. And he goes, well, buy me a shot of Jaeger if you're going to sit here. And I said, okay, bartender, one shot of Jaeger. Actually, I probably said three shots, one for all three of us. And uh, I sat there and listened to him tell stories and, and talk like Jim Cornette does until he got up and left. And then I played some Xbox with AJ Styles while we were doing drinks and, uh, or, or while I was drinking basically. Yeah, okay. And, uh, then I saw Hernandez and homicide off to the side, shooting pool. And you, you have to remember that in TNA storyline, LAX had just debuted not long before that. and was on a huge, huge run with the tag titles. And at that time, it was Hernandez, Homicide, and Conan. And uh, for some reason, out of the blue, kind of like the Austin Aries win this weekend that shocked everybody, uh, for some reason, going into the pay-per-view, they took the titles off of LAX. And I remember that vividly, because I remember being drunker than Cooter Brown and walking up to... Walking up to Hernandez with three shots in my hand, staggering, barely able to stand up at this point, and in typical stupid drunk ass wrestling fan, not high. I'm you know Trey. I host a wrestling radio show. I'm a big fan. No, nothing like that. I reach up and tap this big man on the back of the shoulder, and he turns around and looks at me like he's going to eat me. 
and I say, the first words out of my mouth are, they shouldn't have taken their fucking belts off of you on impact. That was bullshit. And he just laughs at me and says, yeah, I agree. And I said, well, you guys are going to win them back on Sunday. I guarantee it. And he said, yeah, we think so, too. And I had we did the shot, and my dumb ass was so embarrassed, I just turned around and walked away. Not bye. Not nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my uh, story. It's, uh, well, with Homicide, man, you never know. I mean, back in 2006 when we were doing that run, you know, we all stayed in character, at least tried to stay in character as much as possible. And, you know, I mean, if you, people who remember, remember us as LAX back then, we weren't even allowed to shake white people's hands going to the ring. Yeah. So you guys had your own entrance and everything, your own side. Yeah, I mean, side was, you know, you see these little white kids in the impact zone trying to put their hands up, and we just look at them like they're crazy. And it was definitely, definitely a different time back then. Well, if you looked at them like you looked at me that night, I about had a trickle of, I almost had a trickle of piss running down my leg. <laughs> oh man, I was well, probably just you know. A, so maybe a little warning for you because I mean, if you, if, I'm glad you tapped me instead of homicide because I mean, homicide is like, like the Puerto Rican Joe Pesci from the movies. You know, <laughs> yeah. You think you know, I'm funny? Depends. You think I'm funny? You think I'm a clown? Brother, that is homicide. You know, 24 seven. You know, it's now especially if you if you'd have missed that shot if you tapped him on the shoulder, I wouldn't even want to be be you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have probably lived to tell the story. Well, you know, I'd be I'd be at the ATM trying to give him some bail money because that's yeah. how he is. <laughs> so that's my that's my drunken homicide story that I teased. I'd tell you guys this week with him on the show. So um, I got some listener questions I want to get to for you. Okay. Um, how close were you to signing with the WWE? Uh, there was rumors that you were going to come in and, and do something with Alberto Del Rio. How true was that? And how close were you? Wow, that was that's news to me. Um, my contract was up earlier this year, and um, I was negotiating with another company. You know, I was hoping to work out things for TNA first, obviously, because I mean, this is where my home was. Right. You know, I, I got started on television here, and I, you know, who wants to who wants to you know go somewhere else? If, you know, and uh, for some odd reason, it didn't work out. But it wasn't WWE. <laughs> it's I, you know, I did WWE tryout matches probably near like near two thousand. But other than that, no, no, no okay. contact with them whatsoever. We were talking on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe last week even. Um, and I'm glad that you're back with TNA because I'm a TNA guy. But um, we were trying to figure out, and ironically, they've they've really turned up the juice on the Alberto Del Rio character lately on TV, but yeah. he was kind of stale there for a while. And I think it was due to injuries and being out and back and out and back, you know, and trying to get his feet underneath him, I think. But mm-hmm. we thought of a great way, we, my co-host, thought of a great way because there's no, there's no real, and you're a faction guy or have been for a long time in your career, there's no yeah. factions. There's no factions in wrestling, and there's definitely not one that stands out and scares you. To, you know, like they yeah. could actually do something. And we thought, with Alberto Del Rio's background of being this rich, you know, sort of Mexican aristocrat type type guy, I always envisioned him as the the guy that would go against Zorro. You know, because he's got all the money and all the, yeah. you know, ends of the means that he can get anything accomplished. You know, but we thought having having Del Rio as the lead and having you in the role of the bodyguard like Diesel was to Shawn Michaels. You know, that and having... Cool. That would have cool. You know, as, as big yeah. as you are, you know, you'd be the perfect guy for that. And then we had, like, uh, you know, a couple other guys underneath you and underneath him as the, as the you know, tag team that, 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 that was in the group. And it just... We went on for 30 minutes about how we could write this into storylines and shit. So we were, we, we were fantasy booking for you last week. Well, I mean, please, please, join, please join the real booking anytime you want. I 
I've been told that many, many times. Why don't you go and apply for a job at TNA or WWE? And I'm like, you know, just like when I got into radio and just like, you know, a couple other jobs I've had that I accidentally tripped and fell into. I'm like, they don't just give those jobs to people off the street. You know, it's like that Seinfeld episode, you know, that Seinfeld episode with George Costanza where he says, I think I want to be a sports broadcaster. Well, they they give those jobs to players. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, the the booking has to be, I've never been, I booked for a small promotion over here in in South Texas, and it's difficult with 20 guys. I can only imagine how difficult it is with, you know, 70, 50, 60 guys plus knockouts. Yeah, and contracts where you got to keep people happy. I mean, you know, for all the ones who think the bookings are bad and stuff like that, I would love for y'all to, with the same circumstances, do what they do. Yeah, we we we've talked about that several times. Matter of fact, we, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, I think Vince Russo gets a bad rap because he's not exactly involved in everything he gets credit for, you know. And uh, uh, well, you can't you can't just blame one guy. I mean, you have to, yeah. you have to look at the whole thing. The, how many guys on the show? What each contract states? Because I mean, there might be contracts where guys are have a um, um, you know, they have to be on television a certain amount of times of the year. So, I mean, right. that's you know, that's a big factor as well. Well, can you can you imagine what it was like when I had Kevin Nash on the show a few weeks ago? And uh, Kevin and I were talking about when he had the WCW book, you go ahead and you book the main event. You got Hogan going against some, somebody else. Mm-hmm. You're already an hour into the show when Hogan gets there and you catch up to him and say, all right, brother, here's what I got you doing tonight. And he says, no, it doesn't work for me. And you got to rewrite yeah. the ending of the show on the fly because he's got creative control. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't even wish that on my worst night. I mean, my worst enemy like that. That's ridiculous, man. I mean, I just, I can't imagine. And, and, and just, there's so many armchair quarterbacks when it comes to wrestling. You know, everybody, everybody, everybody can do it better, but they've never been there. They have no idea. All right, more questions for you. I know this is a tough one. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm, uh, I, I, I'll ask it anyway. Which tag team have you liked being a part of the most? Uh, Mexican-America with an Arquia, Rosa, and Sarita, or... LAX with Homicide and Conan? Well, that's like a trick question. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I mean, LAX, hands down. I mean, Sabrina and Rosita and Anarchy are um, very good guys, but I mean, I had two mentors showing me the ropes with Homicide and Conan, and it was like magic with those guys. I mean, Conan was, you know, has his gift for gab is just you know, ridiculous. I mean, the stuff that he can think of on the fly. And, I mean, Homicide is such a machine as far as mental, mentally for wrestling. I mean, he made it out of, you know, some Harvard guy, uh, education-wise, but in that ring, he is, uh, I mean, amazing. I mean, he could put the whole match together without me even standing next to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I was very, very fortunate to be put in that situation. Those guys are, you know, were great. And us three as a group, I mean, I don't think that we'll ever, you know, I don't think you can ever catch light in the bottle that quick like that again. Well, you know, you say that. You say that, but I guarantee you, if there was a way to do an LAX reunion right now that would debut on Impact tomorrow night, you guys would be over like Rover. With the, with the same crew, of course. You know, I mean, with and the, the thing about the, TNA, go ahead. I mean, with the same crew of me and Homicide and Conan, of course we would. Yeah. I mean, if you're seeing a new team, uh, I don't know, man. No, probably not. Because you guys were so good as LAX. I mean, that was kind of, that'd be kind of like NWO Black and Silver was never as popular as the Wolfpack or the Black and the White. Yeah. You know, it was, they tried, it just didn't work out. You know, and the thing about TNA, you know, one of the beefs early in TNA was, of course, I don't think it's fair still to compare them to the WWE, but people will always do that. But when the WWE, when when a superstar's music hits, you know exactly who that is. Exactly. You know, in TNA, uh, for the longest time, and still somewhat today, 
you don't exactly know who it is until you, that you see them. Now, diehards like me, I know exactly who it is. But that LAX music, blam, 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 you knew yeah. exactly who it was. Well, that was that was when you know when it started to change music wise. Because I mean, everyone you know, knows the LAX theme. You know, if you even if you're a casual fan, I think even with you know, like like beer money, I think beer money's music is you know classic. I mean, I think everyone is just you know that the change drop. You know what's you know what's happening. You know, I mean, I think you know that's one one area that you know teenagers I think underrated now because I mean. It's finally catching up to the guys. Yeah, and you know you got guys like Bobby Roode and James Storm and AJ yep. Styles with songs. And as soon as they AJ quit fucking with his damn entrance music, <laughs> I think AJ does a remix of his intro like "I Change My Underwear." Uh, well, I think I think Mr. Angle used to do the same. Yeah, yeah. Kurt's got such a great intro too. Yeah, I love it. You know, uh, let's see with uh, all the talk of LAX. And this is one I would personally like to know. Uh, one of my listeners asks, whose idea was it to break up LAX and why? Um, well, was, you know, uh, it wasn't mine. And it wasn't homicides. You know, I guess it was, you know, the people who pay like checks, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, you, you got to go, you know, it's like if you work at McDonald's and you work fries and the next, you know, one day you walk in there and say, you know, you want to work the cash pressure. I mean, what are they going to tell you? Yeah. <laughs> Get your ass on fries, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, if, if, you know, the company has a vision that they think is going to work, you can either protest and get fired, or you can try to make the best of it. You know, and that's what we try to do. Now, with that being said, and you haven't been in TNA extremely a long time, but whenever they do something like that, and let's be honest, breaking up LAX, if you look back at it now, was a, was a dumb move. Would the company ever or anybody ever in the company come to you and go, hey, by the way, our bad. We messed up on that. Um, well, I, I think it's, you know, <laughs> it didn't take a rocket science to see that it was, you know, that it didn't work out well. I mean, you know, I don't think there's even that needed. It is, you know, I guess they got to try to fix, you know, it's broke, try to try to fix it. You know. Yeah, but it wasn't broke. I mean, you guys were I so mean, over. And I mean, I, I don't know what TNA merchandise sales do, but back in that day, they weren't huge. And I'll, I'll venture to guess the 5150 shirt was the most sold shirt in TNA history. Um, back then, yes, I would. I would just say that the, the original one with that had the Raiders colors, yeah, the silver. Yes, yes. I mean, I it was even white kids, you know, going up <laughs> LAX times, even with, even while they're booing us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of white kids, what do you think of, of Bully Ray wearing your fifty-one fifty now? Uh, well, that's you know, that's. What can you do? I mean, you know, it, that was that was a huge, huge, you know, deal for us for you know, 06 to, uh, what, 08. And just giving away like that is kind of it's kind of awkward. <laughs> I, there, I, there you go. I just I just booked your return to TNA next week. You show up in the role of the baby face. You call out Bully Ray and tell him you don't know what fifty one fifty is. You don't know because you haven't lived my life. You know. My fifty-one fifty is real. You say it just to get over as it's an expression. <laughs> you just do it oh, to sell merchandise, Bully Ray. I've lived that life. Well, I think I, I think that's a clothing line that he that, that sponsors him. Actually, is that what it is? I'm not. Sure. I'm not quite sure, but I think so. I, I I know I make fun of him a lot because I'm like he's the only guy on the show that can't change his clothes. He's like a Simpsons character. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's doing something like this. I mean, he totally, totally reinvented himself. And that's, yeah. I mean, hats off to him. Hats off to him. Yeah, I mean, we talked off there a little bit about this. And I'm not the biggest bully fan, but uh, I'm I'm actually hoping that, uh, you know, he continues on the path he's on because he's he's really he's really impressed me and that's hard to do when I don't like a person. You know, he's really impressed me with how far he's come since the breakup of the tag team. So Well, I totally agree. I mean his I mean he I thought he had very good mic skills before and I mean 
like I said, he'd probably reinvent himself. He's amped up his mind skills, amped up, amped up his intensity in the ring. And you, you know, as far as all the heels on TNA, in my opinion, as, as a fan, I'm, he's the main guy I want to see get beat up. Yeah. I mean, that's why fans tune in is to see that, that, that guy that you can't stand get his ass whipped. And he's doing it to perfection right now. I mean, look at look at Bobby Roode. I mean, that guy. Of course, when 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 he first debuted as a single out of Team Canada, uh, we pegged him a long time ago as a guy that should be a future world heavyweight champ. He exceeded our expectations when he finally did get there. Okay. Well, anyone. I mean, you can you can be. I mean, it's very, very, very hard to have a bad match with Bobby Roode. That guy is just so on point. He's, he's, I'm just talking about in, in, in the wrestling ring. That guy is just on point and magic. I mean, this guy doesn't you barely see this guy make a mistake. He right. knows. I mean, he can take, he takes care of him. He takes control. And I, you very rarely have someone say that they don't like the wrestling Bobby Roode. Now, you uh, are about to come back to TNA. So you might get back in time to, to, to be there for the live broadcasts. Um, what's your opinion on the direction they're taking now with the switch from tape to live? I think it's, it's, it's for the better. I mean, if the, if the live works out, if they're hoping it does, that makes it more, more easier to start traveling. You know, and of course, the, the live reactions you hear from the crowd are always, in my opinion, better than... You know, on, you know, sometimes you hear something, you know, you, you watch a tape show or something that you watched on, that was taped before and it doesn't have the same impact you would have if you saw right. it live. I think that, like, like, like pay-per-views. So that's what I think is going to help a lot for the product. I would not know remotely the answer to this. Uh, you would definitely be one of the guys to ask. How much is it, a difference is it between wrestling in America and wrestling in Mexico? <laughs> well, the number one thing is language barrier. <laughs> right. You know, and uh, once you get past that, you have to realize uh, what kind of ring you're in. Sometimes, it's a, sometimes they they will put you in a boxing ring, which there is no spring, which there is no padding. Oh. So yes, and you know, it's not like you go to go to the show and find out, you find out when you take that first bump. <laughs> and like, you know, if you know, if I remember the first time I wasn't, you know, wasn't paying attention and I did a move and sure enough, I did a move off top rope and missed and my sciatic went out right in the middle of the match. Mm. So, I mean, you, you learn real quick, which, you know, which, what, what kind of ring do you in? You know, but the crowds are so much better in uh, Mexico than they are in the States. They're very rabid there. They seem to be. They seem to be a lot more uh, a lot more into it than the impact zone. Well, of course, you know, there's different there's different security measures there. I mean, you know, if someone from the someone from the impact zone throws a bottle or throws something, you know, they're getting escorted out. Right. You know, you can't escort out. Ten to twenty thousand people. Right. When we wrestled in Mexico, I mean, I wrestled one time in, in Torreon and L.A. Park, the original La Parca from WCW was wrestling, and he was he was super one of the baby faces into the crowd, and he put his hands out like "What's up?" and someone threw a beer at him, and he caught it, and he did the most. Most insane thing I've ever seen anyone do, he went back. Huh. And now there's about 12,000 people in this crowd. So, what do you think all 12,000 people did when he threw it back? They threw it <laughs> back. They just bombarded him. <laughs> the ring was completely soaked. Oh, I wow. Mean, you, know, you know, I've been hit with ice, I've been hit with beer, I've been hit with, I mean, you name it, that they can throw it, you know. It'll be it'll be thrown at you. Wow, I never realized that. Never would have crossed my mind that they were throwing shit in the ring in Mexico. <laughs> well, you know, if if you have a good match, you know, and the crowd is very respectful for for a, a very good performance, you know, they throw money in the rings. I mean, it's it has some advantages. <laughs> well, there you go. 
So what's the most you've pocketed on a match that's been thrown in the ring? Um, uh, I can't have a up to a uh, U.S. money, but it was I was a match against um, Cannonball Grizzly in Germany, and um, whatever money they had there, they threw in the ring. And, you know, we had we had a good bar tap that night, so it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, what is your dream match and why? The one match that if you could have anybody you want, past, present, whatever, who would it be and why? Um, I'm good. Yo, I'm good for right now. Yo, I got. To, I've, yo, I've been very fortunate to, to be in. Yo, in multi-man matches with Kurt Angle, I've got to do. Yo, two short uh, single matches with Sting. Um, it doesn't get much for myself. It doesn't get much better than that. So I think I'm good. You know, would I like to wrestle these guys longer or another match? Of course. But I mean, as far as someone I've never wrestled before, I'm good. <laughs> I would like to get Kurt maybe for you know for because I mean Kurt I think is the best in the right. world. I mean, he can he can have a good match with my nine year old and she knows nothing about wrestling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can wrestle a broomstick. Uh, exactly. That whole that that term was you know meant for guys like Kurt. Well, they don't call him a cyborg backstage for nothing. Uh, yes, that guy could be in as, as much pain as you ever see a human being possibly could be. But as soon as that music hits, I mean, his whole demeanor changes, and he's like, a, well, he is a machine. Yeah. All right, man. Well, what do you got to promote? What do you got going on besides your return to TNA that you want to let everybody know about? Brother, I just, you know, I got, G, I got G Power supplements that I'm working with. We are doing some uh, different things with myself. They're based out of Houston, and these products definitely work both, you know, for fat loss, weight gain, you name it, they have it. You know, if you're one of those guys that you lose some weight and is a little bit Skittish from taking a federal. We have a federal feed fat, fat burners. I mean, it's called the Viper. It's phenomenal, man. I mean, you just look at, you know, it's real simple. Look at my 8x10 from TNA from, two, uh, from 2009 to my, you know, to my 8x10 now in 2012. You know, you can see the difference right there. You know, I looked very bloated in 2009. <laughs> and now in 2012, you know, it's... 33 and a half inch waist now. Wow. I think I had a 33 and a half inch waist when I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> that was, that's probably the last time I had one too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 38 now, and I'm like, 33? I don't remember those days. 33, what's that? <laughs> Holy shit. All right, buddy. Well, we'll catch up with you later on down the road, and uh, it's been a pleasure having you here on TNA Chat Live. Thanks for coming on with us, and good luck. No problem. Thank you, sir. I'll talk to you soon. I'll hook up with you and play some NCAA football once once we get to, get going down here. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'll give you a chance to practice first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Good luck to you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. TNA superstar Hernandez joining us on TNA Chat Live. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with more right after this on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. <sighs> Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. M- my melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. 
Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcers. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. What is up, my SNS peeps? I am the sensational sequel, Sensational Sean. And Ashley, too. Yes, it's still my name. I haven't changed it yet. If you don't know who we are, I mean, we have this really cool show on the SNS Radio Network. It's called The Open Book. We cover wrestling, any, like, big news that happens in the week, but we more so cover the pay-per-views. We talk about how they went and how we think they should have gone. We cover a little thing called fantasy booking. We also cover all the biggest gaming news, games that have come out, and game reviews. Plus, we've got the latest from the world of film entertainment. Also, perhaps an off-so-regular performance by me in the reviews of movies, too. This is The Open Book. Catch us every week right here at the SNS Radio Network. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Cowboy. Cowboy. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm going to head out west where real women can equipped with scripts and fake breasts. Welcome back to the show. I am the outlaw of the IWC, the Trey Dog, and it is TNA Chat Live. I want to thank Hernandez for the time and the great conversation that we had. Uh, Great interview. I enjoyed it. <coughs> Good to see that. <coughs> excuse me, that he's going to be back on TNA soon, hopefully sooner than later. And uh, you know, the rest of the show, what's left of it, is going to be all about you as we open up the phones. Call now to talk TNA live. The number to call: five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. That's five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. TNA chat live. Get your calls in now, and we will take a few as we are going to be closing up a shop here in, oh, about 12 minutes or so. So if you want to talk about tonight's impact, you got questions, or you just want to chat about anything in particular TNA concerned, give me a call. We will discuss it. Uh, matter of fact, if you just want to talk, give me a call. They were talking about favorite commercials in the chat room. I brought up the hit by a car. It's the episode where I blurted out something about I want to see somebody hit by a car. We haven't made that into a commercial yet. <laughs> But we will, I'm sure. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty I'm free at last. What's up, Trey? Now, why are you calling from a phone? Uh, Because I'm too lazy to turn on Skype and get my mic hooked up. That's why. You you, you said it best. And here's the deal. You are a person that hosts on this network. You have got to know the difference in quality of sound between a phone call 
and Skype to Skype, and your lazy one I ask goes with the phone call. <laughs> Dude, I'm tired. I got like five. And hours. you want you want to host your own show? See, and this is not good. This doesn't bode well for you. Little mistakes like this make me checkmark things. Oh boy, you got to think, brother. But anyway, what's on your mind? I, this aces. I'll keep it quick because I know you're pressed for time. That's another reason I didn't want to hook up. Honestly, um, this aces and eight shit. There's four aces and four eights in a deck. And we keep seeing guys added on every week. Do you think eventually it's going to come down to eight individuals total? Man, I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead and thought that hard about it yet. I do find it interesting that, you know, in the original aces and eights, it was five cards. It was three aces over eight. And that was what they called the dead man's hand. And the reason they called it that was because that was the hand while Bill Hickok had when he got shot. Um, but in their picture that they displayed to Hogan, which is what they're using as their Twitter pick, it's two aces and two eights with a card turned down. Mm. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. Maybe, maybe not. I find it interesting they went so far as to do that. Um... But like I said at the beginning of the show, I still think that at the end of the day, Jeff Jarrett is the puppeteer pulling the strings. Yeah, and I could see Bischoff in it as well. I mean, yeah. you know, anyone who's been fucked by the current establishment or has felt that they've been screwed by the current establishment, you can pick and choose, man. But there's some big dudes. I'm wondering if they're indie guys, you know, who who, who the actual identities are. Because, I mean, they... <laughs> They stomped the shit out of Sting tonight. Well, one of them's one of them's definitely Gutter. He's been off TV a while. It would make sense, right? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I, other than Abyss, who's accounted for? Yeah. Can you think of anybody else on that roster that we just haven't seen in a while? And, and, you know, in, 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 in wrestling world thinking, you know, don't count out Garrett Bischoff and Devon, even though they offered their services. Where were they when the shit went down tonight? Yeah, I mean, you just stole my thunder. I think that probably a couple of them are going to be guys that we see every day, current roster guys, who are just, you know, screwing over Hogan and Sting. Abyss no is not one of them. Wookie much in the chat says Abyss. Nah. Ab Abyss is not one of them because that's you. You saw tonight that when Joseph Parks got bloody, he turned into Abyss. That was that was the teaser right there. Yeah, that's its own storyline. But anyway, man, uh, like I said, I know there's not. Much and two time of them, yet. two of them could be Brooke Hogan's tits because they were huge <laughs> tonight. When she went to check on her dad, I was like, "Fuck Hogan." <laughs> and by the same token, I'm in it. Fuck Hogan. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Great interview as always, dog. And, uh, you know, next time I'll call in on Skype. But, uh, all right, man. I'm just right, giving you shit. But you got you to gotta think, man. Sound quality always the most important thing. All right, man. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I am your grasshopper, my brother. Stick with me, kid. I'll have you farting through silk panties in no time. All right, brother. Take care, man. All right. Good night. That drops one off, opens one up for somebody else. Welcome to TNA Chat Live, the most interactive TNA radio show on the Internet. And if it's not, it will be eventually. Thank you for calling. Who's this? Hey, yo, Trey. It's all train. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I'm calling in because, uh, uh, unfortunately, I missed out on the show last week because it actually happened to fall on my birthday. But, man, from yeah, what happy I heard, happy, I happy birthday, by the way. Hey, thank you very much, man. But uh, from what I heard, I really dug the heck out of uh, last week. Well, I'm glad you like it. I hope this week has been up to your uh, expectations as well. Hey, definitely, man. It was cool hearing uh, Hernandez. I got to meet him earlier this year at a place that shall be renamed, that shall just be named Incognito because I can't exactly speak on it. But he's a real cool dude to meet up front. Oh, yeah, he's laid back as hell, man. For a guy his size that can just rip your head off and shit down your neck, he's he's great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um 
Calling to talk about uh, Impact tonight, man. There were some, uh, there were some pretty cool points on there. Uh, one that actually stuck out for me that I saw was getting a, a lot of praise online was the uh, knockouts match, man. I mean, Brooks definitely come from a long way from where she was when she started. Gail's always been great in the ring, and they let them go for quite a long time. And I think Crowley said it last week. And I want to give props to Crowley and thank him for helping me hook up the Hernandez interview. Um, I think Crowley said it last week that she's probably the most improved female wrestler of the year in, in either in either federation. Yeah, I'd probably go along with that. I was surprised. I, I was surprised when she won the belt, but she definitely has come a long way. She's definitely been training her ass off. No pun intended. But uh, yeah, she's definitely. good. She's good for a lot of reasons because. Um, you know, she's accessible. She uh, is very active in social media with Twitter and Facebook. And, uh, you know, she is, you know, really, really out there promoting the company very, very well. So she's a good pick. And, you know, it's like I said on Twitter earlier in, in the chat, it's been two weeks with no Velvet Sky. I'm starting to get pissed off. <laughs> well, at the very least, you can look at that card that Andy got you a few weeks ago. I have that sitting right here on my desk, so it doesn't go very far from 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 my sight. I'm not surprised by that. Uh, something else that stuck out that I was really enjoying was uh, Aries' promo when he was in the ring, and I was I was cracking up a little bit with everything Rude was doing. I mean, first he's walking down to the ring like all like you know like he's in a state of mind like he's a Walking Dead zombie, and then he's you know flapping his gums like you know sounded like he's got a hawk something out of his throat in the ring like just going off, and then he's spouting random stuff like he's doing Bubba's old uh, ECW stuttering gimmick. Well, you know, there's, there comes that point when you get so mad and so angry that you just can't spit it out. That's kind of the way he was tonight. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, don't ever, don't ever hush or don't ever silence a wrestling crowd. Well, when that crowd is so loud that you can't even hear yourself talk, you know, and 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 that's saying something for that impact zone. Yeah, that actually actually that was one thing that stuck out to me, but I didn't even think about it like that before. So uh, good, good, not right there. I didn't even think of it like that. I was wondering why he was shushing them down, but that's a good point. I mean, that that crowd has never been that loud, to my knowledge. Well, possibly, maybe it's just maybe it's just been a long time. But hey, I mean, over the past few weeks, TNA's been making a lot of good moves. It looks like they're they're finally hitting that stride that we've been waiting for for so long and hopefully yeah. more people will take notice. Well, this direct TV thing doesn't help, but hopefully they'll have that resolved in a couple of weeks. That problem's out of their hands, but at least they're juggernaut in the, the, the effort to try to get it fixed. Yeah, hopefully. You know, another thing I just thought of, you know, somebody had brought up in the weeks past, what about Bobby Roode's involvement with the aces and eights? And I said, no, nah, that makes no sense, but he was the one guy that kept Hogan back in his office for Sting to go to the ring and separate him. Well, there's a possibility, and you. I just don't see that. Well, you also bring up the fact about the whole. I don't know that much about poker, but I'm familiar with that dead man's hands uh, story. Um, You just brought up the whole thing about that one face down card. You never know; it could be like a wild card. I mean, that could mean that there's somebody on the roster. I mean, I know you brought up Jared also, but you know, it could be someone on the roster is pulling it, and maybe that's like the representation of it. Like that unknown card is a wild card, and it could be rude that has something to do with it. I have no idea, but they uh, hopefully won't drag it out too far that it gets stale because, you know, that's been done before. Look at AJ, CM Punk, and Daniel Bryan. Which, by the way, let me comment on something WWE real quick. I saw on the Facebook page today that they totally copied the Silva shown in the buzzer. Did you hear that, Buzzer? And one for you for not having your your buzzer ready. <laughs> the entire Silva thing where uh, Sonnen threw the back punch and slipped and fell and then took the knee to the, to the face and all that. They, they totally redid that in the entire Punk-Daniel Bryan match on, on Raw. Did you see that? Uh, no, I didn't, but then again, I didn't see the UFC fight, so it probably would have gone right over my head anyway. Go on the Facebook page and find it. There's a link, and if you click it, it shows in two videos side-by-side side, the one that happened in the UFC fight and how they mimicked it in the WWE fight. It is move for move. 
Well, I'll have to go check that out. Of course, you see that there was a slip. That kind of sounds like what all of Raw was on Monday, except for Bob Backlund showing up. Yeah, and that's pretty sad. That's yeah. that's sad. You know, when and like JJ said to me off air, the best thing about Raw, the only thing that he enjoyed was that segment. There's a problem. Yeah, but hey, if it's if, he, if WWE's slipping, then that's just something else TNA can uh, back up, back up, and uh, raise themselves up on, and we can get a good little uh, thing going again. It's going to take an awful lot of word of mouth, brother, because like I said, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, it's just like impact. They can put on the best show in wrestling history televised. You know, it could be six out of five stars, better than free pussy. And if nobody saw it, then there's nobody to talk about it and there's nobody to promote it. And that's the problem TNA has right now is not, they, they, they fixed one problem by going live. Now the next step, is to start advertising in places other than Spike TV, which now that Spike TV is off the air, I guess they have to. Yep. So. Hopefully, another, hopefully another problem to be solved, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's up to them. All right, L-Train, we're out of time, buddy. i got to slip out of here. All right, you take care, man. All right, man, thanks for the call. Next week, no interview, to my knowledge. If I have one, I'll make it short, and we will definitely take your phone calls on TNA next week. And again, if you want to talk impact, we can do so on wrestling news live this Tuesday night. So with that being said, I was going through my, my old Pearl jam collection. And I came across a song that, that I had never heard from Pearl jam. And I wish that you could see the video that I saw because they put the words out there to it. But try to listen to the words real closely. I was in that exact same situation not long ago. And it described how I felt word for word. And I thought, what a great Pearl Jam song. I don't know if anybody else has heard it. It could be something that just slipped through the cracks. Maybe it was a popular song that I just never took notice of. Either way, we're going to end the show with a little song of the night tonight. Normally, I won't do that on TNA Chat Live. But for tonight, we're going to end it on a song of the night. song is called Pearl Jam. I'm still here. So make sure you check it out along with all the other programming on the network. Thank you to Brass Eye for producing. A special thank you to Crelly for helping me land Hernandez. We'll see you guys next week right here on the hottest TNA radio show on the internet. And if you don't believe me, just ask me and tell everybody else all about us right here on the SNS Radio Network. It's TNA Chat Live. That's the news, ladies and gentlemen. And I am out of here. Peace. She said to me over the phone, she wanted to see other people. I thought, well then, look around. They're everywhere. Said that she was confused, I thought, darling, join the club. 24 years old, midlife crisis. Nowadays hits you when you're young. I hung up, she called back, I hung up again. The process had already started. At least it happened quick. I swear I died inside that night. My friend, he called. I didn't mention a thing. The last thing he said was, be sound. Sound. I contemplated an awful thing, I hate to admit. I just thought those would be such appropriate last words. But I'm still here. Small, 
so small, how could this trouble seem so big? So big. Well, the palms in the breeze still blow green, and the waves in the sea still absolute blue. But the horror, every single thing I see is a reminder of her. Never thought I'd curse the day I met her. And since she's gone and wouldn't hear, who would care? Good would that do? But I'm still here. So I imagine in a month or twelve, I'll be somewhere having a drink, laughing at a stupid joke or just another stupid thing. And I can see myself stopping short, drifting out of the present, sucked by the undertow and pulled out deep. And there I am standing, wet grass and white headstones. All in rows, and in the distance there's one, off on its own. So stop, kneel, my new home, and I picture a sober awakening. Re-entry into this little bar scene. Sip my drink till the ice hits my lip. Order another round. And that's it for now. Never been too good at happy endings.